live from Studio M, it's Geek Stuff TNG! <laughs> With your host, Monty <laughs> and Big Kev! And Sandwich. <laughs> you know, when I said start off the, the intro, I, I didn't actually expect you to go all, all game show on me, but I like it. That's not bad. He just he flagged the end when he should have just was like yay and flail his arms around. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take what we can get. That's okay. The kid's on fire today. I'm on something. He, Is he? He's energetic. He's he's snippy. And he's he's doing good. He's he's starting off the show on a good cr- creepy smiley note right now. I'll smile like Kev. I don't get to see my friend all the time. Aw. <sighs> <laughs> and that's the reason why Kev's in Hawaii right now. Big Kev, how you doing, buddy? Are you are you alive? Sick. Don't be sick. Aww. That's stupid. Well, stupid it may be, but truth it is. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. Well, that's no fun. But uh, on that happy note, welcome to Geek Stuff TNG episode 569. The one we're tentatively calling Nice. Nice. Uh, before we get started with today's show, we do have our usual uh, house cleaning to talk about. First off, we would like to talk about uh, our lovely Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For just a buck, you can get into our Discord service. For three bucks, you'll be able to get to the show uh, early, usually Tuesday night, and a sneak peek at the, the week's prep sheet. For $5, you'll be able to get the weekend bonus show, which uh, talking about some things with uh, the sandwich who uh, he's going to be helping out with, hopefully pretty soon. Uh, and you'll be able to get some vintage shows, vintage geek stuff, vintage geek stuff, which goes back to the way back when, the before time of, of when Big Kev wasn't so, wasn't sick. He was happy. He was energetic. He was, he was thrilled. He actually had his microphone in his hand. It was fantastic. I was only a six-inch hoagie at that point. Shut up. <laughs> Hadn't matured to a full uh, full loaf. <laughs> you are a loaf. <laughs> you were never a six-inch anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our lovely Patreon. We uh, we do appreciate the folks oh. who are uh, in our Discord or in Monty, our Instagram channel Don't forget channel the right lovely now. fans of Instagram Live. I'm literally saying that as I'm you, right you, now. You, you were just thanking everyone else, and I just didn't want to miss out on our lovely fans. Snippy motherfucker. Goddamn. Well, for those who are in the Instagrams right now, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for stopping by. And I'm so sorry you have to deal with Dancing Kermit over here and uh, a sick Kev over there. So is what it is. But you can actually get even more involved in the show by leaving a voicemail at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And you'd be able to hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TN. G. Shadaisy. Big Kev, you awake, buddy? Yes, sir. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's get started with everything today. We have tons and tons, and maybe like half a dozen trailers. It's a busy week. That we need to talk about. Yeah, it was all about trailers. I don't really recall outside of like an event, like a Comic-Con sort of deal, uh, when we were getting so many trailers that happened to drop like this that we cared about. But I'm okay with it. No one's complaining. I'm not complaining by any stretch. Yes. All Did right. we lose you? I think we lost Kev. Oh, okay. okay, so f- I'm here. Okay, making yep. sure. So first thing, let's talk about 
what kind of helped us lead off the show with the, today's music. Let's talk about the Ghostbusters trailer. Ooh, yes. So my initial thoughts, because as I said before, I'm the big, I, I, I feel like it's safe to say I'm the big Ghostbuster fan on the show. Yeah. Uh, but I was very pessimistic about this movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I'm all in. So here's the deal. I watched it the first time and I didn't know how to feel. I actually was late for a meeting at work so I could watch the trailer. But I gave him fair <laughs> warning that whenever the movie was going the trailer was going to drop, I'm going to be MIA for the two minutes or however long the trailer was going to be. Uh, I watched it. I took a moment to just kind of reflect and think about it and I didn't know how to feel. I then watched it, not in a row, but I watched it another three or four times probably after that. Mm. And I have to say, I think it's the, the right tempo trailer for what they need to do in order to get people back into Ghostbusters and for them to give a shit about this movie. Big Cap, were you going to say something? Nope. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I thought you were. It looked like you were going to. Um, so let's just recap a, a few things on it. So first of all, they I thought they had some pretty nice little, I don't want to call them Easter eggs, but they had like some nice... Uh, um, throwbacks to yeah. the original movie. Uh, you had your uh, spores, mold, and fungus. You had um, um, symmetrical stuff. You had those books, the symmetrical books. Um, someone told me like, oh, there was a nice Easter egg with the the ghost trap. I go, no, no, that's it's not an Easter egg when it's like a plot point to the scene <laughs> that that they're that they're talking about. Um, so there's that. The other one uh, was the. Uh, if you notice the, I don't know, the two seconds or so when they are going into like a coal mine, uh-huh. um, the the steel gate had Shandor. Ivo Shandor was the guy who created the building oh. in the first Ghostbusters movie. He was the one that they talked about him in the jail cell when they rolled out the blueprints. Oh, okay. Uh, so I thought that was pretty nice. Again, not like kind of in your face, not crazy by any stretch, uh, but I thought it was a pretty solid move. Um do, do, do. Of course, you had the you had the jumpsuit. You actually had a, just a second of, well, at least at first it was just a second of the proton pack, uh, and then it went all balls to the wall with uh, the ectomobile. I thought we were going to get Slimer. I was a little disappointed when I'm like, oh no, Slimer. But then we got a little demi dog leg and a growl. Yeah. Which I was very surprised. I did not expect that. I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and then. The, then you had the ectomobile, and you had the kids just cause, causing absolute driving mischief. Through, driving and town, destroying everything. Exactly, which was probably like a dream of any kid from like the 80s to do something like that. So oh, that, yeah. that was pretty nice and funny. It's It's got a gunner seat. It does. It does. I don't remember if the toy, I don't think the toy had a gunner seat. I think it was just the Ninja Turtle van, but I could be mistake, mistaken on that. Um, the only thing which I, I had to double check, I think it was the, and of course it could have been changed, uh, from the movie. I think it's just the wrong license plate. I think they have a current New York city license plate instead of the one from 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, I'm but, not sure. I, but again, that could, again, that's just me being picky and me working and used to living in New York, um, to just have noticed something like that. Um, but again, it all could matter, depend on the timeline of the story, uh, Overall, I thought it was really solid. It was enough to kind of like wet the whistle. I like how um, <laughs> when Paul Rudd basically said like, no one has seen a ghost trap in 30 years. Almost f- to just knock out like the female Ghostbusters movie from like a few <laughs> years ago. In fact, uh, Kev, I don't know if you saw it uh, in the Discord, but I post a great uh, uh, meme about that. 
uh, later that. So Did it have a one. picture of uh, the girls Ghostbusters just being dusted a la Thanos? I, yes. yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, so, of course, our Discord was uh, chatting up about the movie. Uh, Will's Trash said, uh, we did to get home to see it on my TV, on the big screen. He said he's digging it. Uh, has the visual uh, feel of a standard teenage finding something occult movie. Uh, he's liking the idea of them making it their grandkids um, who don't know about their grandfather. And, of course, Paul Rudd. Uh, Rich levels up, said as he just watched it and he was really digging it. Um Think maybe is the movie... Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd Harold Ramis's son? No, Paul Rudd looks like he's just like a teacher for the kids. Yeah, I think it's just like a nondescript character who will be the information guy. It's like, oh, uh, these were the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like so is teacher. is their mother Harold Ramis's daughter? It seems that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless it happens to be the father, and we can't tell from from that way. Um, and on the box says uh, it was fucking awesome. I really like the direction that they are taking um, taking with the trailer. Now, the only problem I thought was with the uh, the trailer after watching it several times over, uh, I liked a lot of the tempo. I liked the, the feel of the music. The only thing I thought was off is I felt like they didn't give the kids any credit. There's no way if there was a, a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man trying to attack New York City, there's no way some kid's not going to find it on the internet or on YouTube way early ahead of time and they don't know about the ghostbusters it's almost like uh, i mean it's like just saying like uh oh you didn't know jfk gets got shot or something like that like <laughs> chances are you probably at least heard about it, at least in passing or something like that uh that's the only thing you know kind well, of we getting... also didn't see the full scene so we don't know uh, true very true uh but overall i mean i don't know if i was going into this i don't know if i was just protecting myself because i i i said as again I, I love the ghostbusters and the ninja turtles and I was so massively disappointed with just the first trailer from, from the female Ghostbusters. So massively. Remember just how bad that was, that first trailer. Not even funny in the least bit. That, and I wanted to be positive about that. I'm like, no, this is going to be good. This is going to be something positive. This is, uh, no. It, it, was, it was so bad. It, was, it hurt my soul. This, actually, total 180 on this. So my expectations were so super low. They might as well have been six feet below. And now I'm like, yep, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not sandwich bouncing around happy and everything, but it's good. What I liked most about the trailer personally is that it did what I think the girls Ghostbuster really failed at. And it didn't act like the previous Ghostbusters didn't existed. It's its own separate thing. But, you know, they still live in that same universe. That stuff still happened. That annoyed me because, a lot about... Oh. Because the girl Ghostbusters movie does not exist in the same universe as the original Ghostbusters movies. I know, but still, like, I feel like they should have if they were going to do it. Like, It's such an iconic well, movie that I felt it was dumb to... They didn't. I see, and that's why it was horrible, <laughs> amongst other reasons. I actually thought that movie was really funny. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a pale female Ghostbusters and all that. And I thought the ghost effects were really not great. That sort of neon look to everything was really yeah. not that cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought their performances were really funny. Number one, I thought Kate McKinnon was through the roof hysterical. She in was it. she was the bright side of that movie. For, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I also thought that, uh, uh, you know, the nods to the original Ghostbusters, including the um, appearance of 
what all three of them right that are still living and the bust of Harold Ramis I thought those nods were all excellent I you know I, I mean if you're gonna reboot a movie and assume it doesn't exist you know the previous ones don't exist but you get all those guys to show up in the movie that's pretty significant I think and 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 I did think it was funny. Like I said, I thought Kate McKinnon was really funny. And I also thought uh, Hemsworth was really funny, too. He was really, funny, too. Really, yeah. funny. He was really funny. So, you know, like, I thought it was a good movie. Too bad it was a, you know, kind of a pale Ghostbusters with, you know, effects that weren't that great. But, you know, I don't think we should dismiss it out of hand simply because it's, you know, not this. And that said, about this tra- trailer, there was... All the nods that you mentioned, Monty, are significant. However, what they were completely lacking was an appearance, even momentarily, by any OG Ghostbuster. You see, I was actually okay with that, though. I don't need a full... I don't even need a line. I just need, like, the last second of the trailer, like... Like the way Spider-Man and Captain America sort of deal? Yeah, I mean, not even that much. You know, just kind of a, you know you know, lightning flashes and you see one of their faces or all of their faces standing together or something, Yeah, something to indicate something to tie it in. I mean, we all know it's there, you know, we all know it's coming. We all know they're in the movie. I mean, at this point it's not a secret. So why not just go for it? And if just for a second, you put one of those characters in, you legitimize this and that's the bashing I think that the trailer is getting bashed all over the place for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, we all know they're in there, but we saw none of them, you know, and it's all kind of sort of the kids fumbling around with the equipment and so on and so forth. And while on the one hand, I think that's cute and, and all that, that's certainly not a handoff move. So to me, this feels like this is going to be a one-off movie where, you know, they basically solve the problem of the day. They need the original Ghostbusters to help out with that, and that's kind of the end of it. Where what I thought we were going to get was a handoff movie to a new generation of Ghostbusters that might include, you know, like Seth Rogen. And there were other names that were thrown around at the time. Um, I thought we were going to get that, and instead we're kind of getting this, what to me just feels like a kid's ghost, the kid's Ghostbusters movie, you know? And so, I don't know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm also, I'm over this Wolfhard kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I don't think he's a bad performer. He's not great by any means, but now, you know, it was... Stranger Things, and it was it, and now it's Ghostbusters. I mean, the kid's all over the place. That's great. Um, you know, in these high-profile things. Meanwhile, I think the girl playing 13 is a way better actor, and she's, like, in Godzilla. Hmm. So, like, there's there's something wrong there as well, I think. I don't know. See, I felt like the trailer... Uh, I thought the trailer served two purposes quite well. Uh, it was able to kind of tease like the veterans like us who have been watching this franchise for so long, kind of give us just enough to want to see what's going on. And maybe the next trailer gives us more information on the storyline and actually well, shows yeah. us shows us one of the guys. But at the same time, I think it does a really good job of showing like 
the young millennials who may not know much about Ghostbusters to kind of introduce them to um, those first two movies. So I think it, I think it kind of does a dual purpose pretty well. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, next on the trailer list, did you guys see James Bond uh, 007 No Time to Die trailer? Uh-huh. And what did you think of that, Kev? I thought Remy Malik was as creepy as always, and yep. it looks like a Bond trailer. Yeah, Did, you don't care now. You don't care about James I, Bond, right? I'm not a huge James Bond fan. Not the it's not a bad franchise. It's not something I ever got into. I think cause we're going to sit down and we're going to watch every single one of those movies. There's like sandwich. twenty of them. I have all of them. Yeah, that's right. I have all of them. We can watch it. We can do a little. I know we can. I'm not saying they're bad movies. Just not something I got into. I was never really a big. Uh, spy movie fan like i didn't really like that genre to me it's just kind of boring personally boring oh man. it's just that's just, not my style okay i also always think the names are funny no time to die <laughs> just sounds so corny to me sounds very a, bond it Bonders. does yeah it sounds if i were to make up a bond movie yeah i would give it a s- silly name like that you know you should have messaged uh pk to ask him to leave a voicemail about the bond trailer see See what he would have thought, but I thought it was pretty good overall. I didn't think there was any issues with it. This is now this is um uh, Craig's last movie, I think, as Bond. Sure, like the last one was his last movie as Bond. Yeah, so I think this is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be solid. I'm excited for this one, um, to kind of see how he goes out for sure. Um, we'll go to the other one. Uh, boys, season two teaser trailer officially drops. Um, I mean, we didn't get anything of it uh, of it except images. It, so it was a lot no, of flashiness. We don't really know what direction the story is going in, which is fine, I guess. I mean, that's what a teaser trailer is. Yes. But I mean, yeah, I'm great. I'm glad there's a second season. I'm glad this kind of solidifies it. There you go. Yeah. I'm hoping it does as, as well as it did the first season. Doesn't fall off the cliff just because I, I would like to see more episodes. Uh, of this coming through, so I feel like it's so hard to like set up. The bar. story has end though. Say again. Story has an end. True. Yeah. True. I so, wonder if they're gonna try to make it through the entire like comic run, or if they're gonna end up getting cut short somewhere in the middle. I don't think so because I think I mean based on the pace of season one, I don't see how they're going past season two. You know they're yeah. they're about halfway through, if I recall correctly. Oh, are they? I, 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 they're pretty. I know they're far along for sure. I don't know exactly how long. Uh, I just know that uh, it was what like if it wasn't the most watched thing on Amazon Prime, it was like one of the top three things on Amazon Prime Video. Yes. So, uh-huh. you know they may they may say, hey, take it down a notch or <laughs> slow it down a smidge to kind of see what happens. But um, do a season on the farm. <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> season on the farm. Uh, uh, that, I get that. That's a Walking Dead dig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the season on the farm that was a problem. It was the season when they were looking for what's her name's daughter, Carol. That half, a, and it was half a season. Yeah, Sophie. Or something You're right, like. it's Sophie. That's right. Was it Sophie? I can't remember. Whatever the daughter's name was. That was the problem. Yeah, you're right. Not the farm. The farm was fine. All right. We also have a Wonder Woman 84 trailer that dropped. Yeah, I think so, that dropped a, like a day or two after the last episode of ours. So, really, no. you're 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 not feeling it. No. Why is Steve there? 
Yeah, that kind of threw me off. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like yeah, a reincarnation so, type deal where it's like, it's Steve. No, my name's uh, Brad. No, but clearly it's Steve because oh, yeah. she's like trying to explain the 80s to him, you know, <laughs> like, which which I thought was really funny. But, you know, there's no discernible villain per se. It's that guy. But who is he? And is it is what's her name? Like the initial sort of stuff they were talking about was that what's her name was going to be Cheetah. Yeah, what the hell's her name? She was in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her. I can't remember her name. Um, but, you know, like that was the initial, you know, talking about the fact that she was going to be Cheetah. I didn't see anything in there that led me to believe that she was any kind of villain for the movie, even a minor one. You know, like she just seemed like an annoying character to me. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, yeah, I was underwhelmed, you know, like – all right, I get it. We're moving through time. It's 84, blah, blah, blah. Totally fine. I do feel like but, they changed I the mean, color palette of the movie, which I liked a little bit. That was the only thing that, re- like, that really struck out to me. It seems well, a bit actually, more vibrant. I liked it. Well, I mean, again, they're kind of reflecting the time period, aren't they? Yeah. You know, that's what the 80s were like, at least as I recall. OG used to tell me stories about 1984. At the, fires, was, the fireside chats graduating college and uh so i have some vivid stories about it but the point is (laughs) the point is is that he you know it i get what they're doing you know it's kind of the same thing they did in the aviator the movie with um uh, what's his name leonardo dicaprio playing howard hughes as they were progressing through the time periods they adjusted the color palette um, and the way that film looked during that period, um, yeah, it was a really interesting thought. And I think they're doing the same thing with this movie. They're kind of adjusting the color palette for the period, which is fine. I mean, that's that's not an issue. The, the number one issue for me is why the fuck is Steve there? You know, like that just doesn't make any sense to me, like any sense. And two, there's no discernible villain you know like and i get it we're we're not trying to you know over the top with the villains for the you know for the wonder woman movie i mean we didn't see whoever it was ajax was that the villain in the first one we didn't see him in form until the last 20 minutes of the movie okay i get that but now we're up to two villains and neither assuming that what's her name is cheetah did we get her name Kristen wig Kristen Wiig is Cheetah. We didn't get any indications at all that she's Cheetah, number one. And I didn't get any indication on who the villain is in the movie. I mean, I guess it's that dude. But who is that dude? So, yeah, I I really, I don't know, kind of fell flat with me. I think uh, I'm I'm concerned personally about, I guess we're completely abandoning the DCEU at this point. Because I feel like they're just trying to make a bunch of solo movies. Which I think if they're going to try to make good movies, it might be better for them to just abandon trying to link them all together. I don't know about that. I mean, they, they ended Shazam with a, a Superman, you know, I mean, luncheon, essentially, yeah. with, with them. So I, I don't know about giving, I don't know about abandoning it. I, th- I think they need a, I guess. Oh, I'm, they've abandoned it. <laughs> I think there's no doubt about it that DCEU has been abandoned. I mean, with what's his name with, but with Affleck out with Cavill out, 
I mean, th- there's no DCEU. These are standalone, not even standalone, but, you know, it's like this is the sequel to the Wonder Woman movie that we saw. And yes, that character happened to appear in two shitty movies uh, <laughs> about the DCEU, which is, fun, you know, the DC universe. That's fine. Um, you know, just the same way Aquaman appeared in his shitty movies as well. But I imagine an Aquaman sequel is is coming. I, I haven't heard anything about it, but I can't imagine they wouldn't do it. I mean, they, it's in the news today. They announced a Shazam sequel. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I, I'm a, uh, you know, uh, DCU doesn't need to exist for these movies to work. It's just a nice added bonus when they're able to kind of cross over and work together, a la the Marvel movies. Um, that's just not the case here. You know, we're just not going to get any of that here. I mean, as long as the movie's good, I don't really care which, you know, if they're doing universe style, solo, whatever the case may be, even if it's just like a small nod to saying that there's a bigger universe out there. Um, yeah. the, the only thing I kind of realized, like, I feel like I need to kind of rewatch some of the DC, DC movies. Yeah. Even if I'm just kind of fast forwarding or skipping some scenes. No, uh, I, I feel like I kind of need to, like, I haven't watched no, them. Yeah, you I you watched, really don't. I mean, you really, really. Don't. I probably wouldn't watch Suicide Squad, but I'd at least just kind of. No, if, oh, if, you, if you know, what, what would you watch? What would you watch then? What would I watch? Justice League, Batman v Superman. I mean, maybe I can they watch like a waste of your time. Maybe I can watch like a four-minute YouTube video that's like recapping everything for those. The other ones after I that guess. were good. Four minutes, you won't get back, but I guess I can do it when I'm sitting in traffic. Maybe and if I'll just it doesn't. And if it doesn't open with the Green Lantern movie, it's not legit. <laughs> this is true. This because is the Green true. Lantern movie was supposed to be their Iron Man, the beginning of their universe, and it wasn't. And so they completely disregarded as such, even though that's what they said at the time. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He came out with a, a trailer as well, because that's what everybody was doing apparently this week, of Free Guy. Which I'm so excited. People flip their shit for this movie. I'm so excited, actually. Why are you so excited? Because it's (laughs) something I think about all the time when I play like Grand Theft Auto. Well, when I used to play Grand Theft Auto. Uh huh. What what else are you playing right now? I'm glad glad you didn't say when you play Red Dead Redemption, you (laughs) motherfucker. I was setting up for that. I know. I I just didn't want to walk into it. I figured I'll let you guys. That's why I asked you first. Um, like what does the NPC do? Like the joke of you know, there's there's a big update this. On Friday, you know, it's called Moonshiners. Ooh, yeah, we're gonna open a moonshine business now. The That's posse, fantastic, actually. Did you know? Did you know that uh, that according to rumor, that Mister Sandwich is a member of my posse, which is known as the Hanged Men. The Hanged Men. Yes. The Hanged Men. Yeah, like past tense, hanged. Okay. There's an intricate backstory about all of us as well. What, when was I, the I last time? I, when was the last time he was present to be with the other hanged men? Like June. What, what month is this? Yeah, I was going to say, what month is this? Well, well probably, the, the year's almost over. So this is December. Yep. So still. probably December, November. Yeah, probably October. I would think, right? October. Yeah. I said June. I I just the, you said June. He said no, October. I think it's. I think it's October. Like early October. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, wait. No, it had to be before that because you haven't been on since I was home. And that was before September. Maybe it was <laughs> July or August. Damn, boy. 
Anyways, we're gonna play on Sunday. You had better be there. I'm playing D and D on Sunday. Listen, I'm gonna go back on track. Free guys, free guy. It's basically an NPC who realizes I'm in a video game and becomes a player. And uh-huh. it's just funny because back in the day when I used to play these kind of games, uh, the, I would follow around characters, see what the hell they do, and then just walk Come around back, the block. Back in June. Back in June. Mm-hmm. So it just looks like a really fun movie. Ryan Reynolds just playing Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> this is this seems like it's either going to be like a fun, just like a fun, like turn your brain off at the door, have some popcorn, enjoy a, a fun movie, or it's going to be like Pixel. And it's just gonna be blow up in everyone's face. No, and, no, and no, Anyone no, who's a video no, game no. fan, it gonna, won't be pixels. It, it'll it be, won't be pixels. I feel like it's gonna be one or the other. I'm hoping I it's the first it's gonna one. Be, I think it's gonna be a lot of. I'm taking Renee to see this one actually. Oh, so are you? I'm. Just, she and I talked about it. Yeah. So, just saying. You could. So, you could warn me about that sandwich. About what him? Yeah. No one could warn you about Kevin. <laughs> He's an enigma. I'm excited for Ask his it. sister. Ask my whatever. Anyways, what I'm excited for the big boss at the end of Free Guys to end up being like a ten year old with his dad's credit card. You think that's what it's going to end up being? I have a feeling only because like that's the, I feel like the joke that when I'm playing when I used to play Grand Theft Auto and it'd be some ten year old. Hey, <laughs> you suck, kid! I'll fucking kill you. That's yeah. what I ran into a lot. I I just <laughs> in I, my I just play like Zelda. Like that's good. Like and my Zelda. I mean like. NES Zelda, that was good enough for me. I haven't played any of these games in quite a while, so. You know what's really good? What's Red that? Dead Redemption Two, right? Sandwich, good game, right? You know when you play. Yes. The other game I wanted to play is um, uh, that's kind of more of this style was uh, L.A. Noir. That's a fun game. I think that came out like no, five years I, ago. Somewhere. I think it would have been a fun game, but I think they made it too story driven. That's okay. I mean, it's... If they had just done an L.A. noir type open world game, mm-hmm. that would have been amazing. But they didn't. It's too story driven. And, in a, and, and especially in a universe where open world games are like the top games, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to make open world. I think you got to make open world games, my opinion. Either way, I'll probably check it out eventually. So, uh, no, that's it for trailers. But. We have some other movie-esque news going on. Uh, the nominations for the Golden Globes has dropped um, with Netflix just killing it with the nominations. Uh, Sandwich, I know you don't care about this. Uh, so, Kev, are you surprised at the fact that Netflix is the one that has the most nominations right now amongst no. social pictures? I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't think anyone is surprised by this anymore. Um, I can't believe that Tarantino's movie picked up five nominations. You know what? That's the funny thing. As soon as I heard it, um, what was it? It was Monday morning. That movie sucked. Yeah, yesterday morning. When that, my first thought was, did, maybe Kev saw a different movie. <laughs> I didn't see a different movie. Are you that sure? No. I mean, everyone it looks like everyone's saying something different. So I don't know. Well, I think it stunk. Okay. Someone told me the Irishman sucked. Did it suck? I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch. It, but if anyone's complaining just based on the time and not giving it a chance, mm-hmm. they, gotta, they gotta open up their mind a little bit. Kev, did you watch the Irishman? I didn't yet. No, no, I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. All right. I'm sick now though, so maybe I'll have time. Maybe I'll sit down and watch it. There Joker got a couple nominations. 
from what I'm seeing here. Also mean what did? Joker, Joker got nominations. Four. Four nominations. Yeah. I believe so. I think, um, uh, well, actors won for sure. Uh, I mean, I will say, so Netflix has 17 nominations for both uh, uh, movies and for television as well. Yeah. Which I feel like, you know, we, we get so wrapped up with like Disney Plus, the fact that, uh, you know, AT&T and or HBO and everything is going to be launching their streaming service. Comcast is going to be launching their NBC service. Uh, Apple, obviously, as well. Like we're almost like kind of discrediting Netflix in a sense, and we almost kind of forgot like how much content they they do have as it is, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the quality, uh, since it's you know that's it's a fucking lot of nominations, man. <laughs> um, and I'm still laughing at the fact that Once Upon a Time has five nominations. <laughs> um, the only thing on here that really stuck out that I wanted that kind of like I forgot that I wanted to see was Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. uh, Chernobyl has four, I believe. Yeah, four uh, nominations. Yeah, um, I didn't see that. I heard it was great. Yeah, oh. this is. This just kind of reminds me of how many more things I, I do want to see. Like so much quality. Just shows that we're in like a golden age of television. Honestly, when we have something like this, because there's so much good stuff that's up here uh, right now, uh, and it looks like Disney's just going to win anything that's animated right now, because <laughs> uh, they're in every single kind of category, no matter what. Um, do you oh. watch the the Golden Globes, Kev? I do, and Ricky Gervais is hosting again. Oh yes, I forgot about that. For the final time, according to him, he's so, for the he's sixth, so good. fifth or sixth final time. I don't know. He's so good, though. Like, why, why stop? <laughs> well, because he's created a lot of controversy when he's hosted, and if this is really going to be his last time, I'm sure he's going to pull out all the stops. All the, I mean, just the jokes he makes about Mel Gibson alone, even when Mel Gibson is there. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. Like, is, I, I mean, he's real. I mean, Ricky Gervais is really funny and irreverent. And I think he does a great job. I think he should be hosting all the time. He just doesn't want to do it. I mean, you we, know, and I think he's reached that status where he can do whatever he wants. Well, I think the last couple of years, there have been so much stuff going on in the world, and he's just been like, I think I read this actually a quote that there's so much stuff going on and he's been like, Oh, if I was only hosting, cause then I could make this joke and that joke and so on. Cause there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but right, well, I would be where if I were people in that audience, I would be where he's irreverent. <laughs> he made fun of what was that movie? The, the tourist, he made fun of that movie when the movie was nominated for like best picture or something. And he was, you know, you should go and Google or look up on YouTube, Ricky Gervais, like uh, Golden Globe, like moments or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Uh, it comes up pretty quickly if you Google of, it. <laughs> yeah. If you could see all of his bits and he's like, you know, and he's talking about the movies that are nominated. He goes and accept the tourist. And he's like, and let's be honest. No one saw the tourist. And like Johnny <laughs> Depp and Angelina Jolie are 20 feet away from him, you know. <laughs> and like great. that, I mean, it's funny. It's he's funny. I'm really looking forward to him doing it. No, so. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we'll definitely be talking about that when that comes out. Um, skipping around the prep sheet uh, in the if anybody cares category, uh, Marvel is moving their offices to Sixth Avenue skyscraper. So is it Marvel? Is it all Marvel? It's Marvel Entertainment. Yeah. Now, so I, is that? I think I know this building. Comic? I think it's. I think it's. It might be a little bit of everything. 
uh, including okay. some other external offices that might be going on site. Because I believe if this is a building where um, uh, I visited before, um, this is a ginormous fucking building, like well, huge building. At, the comic books have been at Park Avenue, whatever, 687 Park Avenue South, whatever the number is, I always forget. They've been there forever. I mean, unless I'm wrong and they moved prior to now, which might have happened. Um, but I mean, I'm just so out of it with regards to Marvel. I mean, if, the, if this is the building that I think they moved into, this I think. I mean, personally, I feel like this might be a good sign because this is a partially bigger, owned by Trump. Yeah, well, this is a bigger uh, uh, office. If it's the one I'm thinking, and you know, whenever it came to a situation like that, that means that they need more people working for them. That means that they need more people on staff. So I think in the long run, it would mean a good thing. Again, assuming it's the the yeah. nice, pretty new building I'm thinking about that's ginormous. So. I would love for there to be good Marvel comics again. In sure, shops. wouldn't we all? Oh, Daredevil. Have you read? Have you read Daredevil? The most recent? No. Yeah, it's it's not bad. You should read it. I like it. I'll look into it. I don't think. It's... Yeah, the current Daredevil is pretty good. That's true. But I'm not going to go past that. It. But yeah, yeah, no, I didn't say I was going to go past that. So there, that's okay. Some of the Star Wars stuff is good. Doctor Aphra is good. It's been good since the beginning. Not great, but good. I I still catch myself reading more of the <clears throat> the the horror independent stuff, <clears throat> some of the image titles in general. No, yeah, you? Just, yeah, I know it's hard to believe, but it's it's good stuff, man. Um, Matrix Four adds Mine Hunter and Frozen Star, Jonathan Groff. Who the hell is that? I'm looking to see who he plays in. I have never watched Mindhunter. He plays Holden Ford in Mindhunter, which I've never seen. And I'm trying to see who he plays. It doesn't say who he plays in Frozen, though. Kristoff. Oh, is that who he plays? Yes. Yeah, right. Is that, is that like the dude? That's the dude the who gets with dude. the princess. You ruined the oh. movie for me. Fuck. <laughs> That's okay. No. I ruined Frozen. I don't know. American uh, oh, he was in the conspirator. Who's he in the conspirator? Yeah, American I, sniper. Look that up, sandwich. You know, if you know, if you know who he was, favorite movies. If you know who he was, you can call the GVM GVM hotline two zero one seven. No, 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 no. We're gonna solve that right now. <laughs> Not waiting for people to call in for that one. Who is he in the conspirator? That movie, by the way, is amazing. If you've never seen it, it's about the trial of the um, of the people that conspired to kill President Lincoln. I mean, it's a really brilliant movie. It's James McAvoy. He was Louis Wedgman. Oh, he Weichman? was one of the. Yeah, he was one of the. Um, he was one of the uh, convicted people. Oh, okay. I've looked that up. That's yeah, a great no. movie. Again, really? I'll recommend that again. Yeah, The Conspirator. No. Yeah, really, really excellent cast and a really, really excellent movie. Oh. So definitely check that out. I'll throw that on the queue. Interesting. Um, right, Paul so, Rubens yeah, heading on heading out on Pee Wee's Big Adventure 35th anniversary tour. Wow, has it really been 35 years? Kind of surprised. He was not looking great. The last time I saw him at New York Comic Con, me and Uncle Eric went and saw him. 
um, and his signing area. We had a few minutes to chat with him, and okay. he did not look good. So, well, like he's been, uh, think, not, he's been enjoying himself too much. No, I think he's. I think he's just getting old. I mean, what do you say? The guy's got to be. I don't know. Look up his age. I'm saying he's seventy. Let's see if I'm right. Uh, I say he's at least seventy. Wasn't he the guy who they found like jerking off? He is the sixty-seven. Yes, sixty-seven. So I was close, right? Yep. He's. Uh, I mean, yes, sandwich. A hundred years ago, is that the tour? Was, is no. that the tour? <laughs> Not the tour. <laughs> is he going around theaters just? I know. Sandwich has never made a mistake in his life, so therefore he can make fun of others. The guy made a mistake. What are you going to do? You really want to see something really amazing? Google or look up on YouTube Pee Wee Returns. I think it was the MTV Movie Awards after that whole debacle, right? Oh, yes. I remember this. They introduced... Pee Wee Herman and the guy got like a four minute standing ovation after all of that, you know, stuff. And he opens with the line, heard any good jokes lately? I remember that. That was hysterical. Jokes. There were so many jokes about him jerking off in the movie theater. And he opens with, you heard any good jokes lately? I just think that's really introspect. And he came right back and he was right back on board. You know, he had a little blip and that was fine. You also want if you also want like to see the I guess the cultural significance of Pee Wee Herman in that time period. Look up Pee Wee Herman crack. Okay, I don't think I've heard of that one. Pee Wee no. Herman did a did a public service announcement for crack, and it was like super duper serious. And when it came out, oh yes, like, yes, I remember now. Crack is fucked up because Pee Wee Herman isn't even making fun of crack. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pee-wee, say what you want. Pee Wee is a cultural icon. And myself, OG, I think it was OG. Yeah. Myself, OG, Uncle Eric, few other people. We were like, I don't even know, fourth, fifth row center at the taping of the live uh, Broadway Pee Wee's Playhouse. I was just about to ask you that if you went to that. HBO. Yeah. I mean, we were there. I mean, you can. You can see us clear as a bell in like we're in the fourth or fifth row center. You can see me, OG, uh, Uncle Eric and others. Uh, I can't remember who else was there. I think it was um, Roland, a couple other people. Or maybe that was was just the four of us. Anyway, the point is we are right there in the front or in the center row there and uh, and just loving every minute of it because that the live Broadway show, Pee Wee on Broadway, whatever it was was really funny and you know i mean i think this is really great that he's going out on tour um with the movie and this is the thing that's happening a lot now where you see like the first one i remember and it's definitely the first one i attended is carrie elwis who was going around with um the princess bride and then he was doing a q a after Mm-hmm. There was an amazing one that I did not get to see, which was I think it was Blazing Saddles, and they had um, uh, Mel Brooks there. That's awesome. A hundred and seven-year-old Mel Brooks, however <laughs> old he, um, and apparently that was really great. So I mean, I mean, these are really there's not a lot of tour dates. So no. I mean, if you're interested in this, I would already be buying tickets. 
I'm not in, sure how much your, it is, but I'm sure it's super expensive. Well, even if it is, it's worth it. Uh, if I was if I was anywhere near any of these, I'd be buying tickets. You can guarantee that. Oh. Uh, the Beacon Theater in New York, the Met Philadelphia in Philadelphia, um, Orpheum in Boston. I mean, these are all big venues. The Fillmore in Detroit. Um, there's not a lot of dates. There's three dates in Texas. I think that's funny considering the jokes in the movie about Texas. There's, uh, let's see. Let me see all the Hawaii. You know, there's actually games. some pretty decently oh. priced stuff uh, right now for the Beacon Theater. Like, really reasonable price, actually. I'm seeing I stuff think $50, to, I think, 35 and up, $40 and up. I think, I think the live sort of venue thing is trying to be saved because let's be honest, if HBO makes a special out of this, you know, which I haven't heard they are or they aren't. Uh, you know, it, you know, who'd, who'd pay a hundred dollars to go see it? Well, I would, but yeah. most people would not. So it'd be pretty nice indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Big Kev, why don't you uh, take us a break, sir? And with that, Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG episode 569. Uh, the one we're calling Nice. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, sorry I couldn't be there tonight. I was really, really busy um, organizing my rubber bands in the front office, but I did want to at least call in and uh, give a quick review on Galaxy's Edge. I did go. Um, it was a pretty awesome experience. I got to ride Smuggler's Run, which was amazing. Um, I got to ride it a couple of times, which was amazing. Um, it's a really fun ride. I did not know that the ride had multiple outcomes, but it does. So you are, uh, it is possible you can get different experiences each time that you ride the ride. Not to mention that each person who rides the ride has a slightly different experience than the other people you're riding with due to the nature of it. So that was pretty awesome. Ogus Cantina was pretty amazing too. Um, just a cool aesthetic, cool vibe. The whole area is built up. Um, it's a completely immersive experience. When you talk to everybody, everything is in credits. Um, everything is about being off-world or on-world. Um, also, if you ask people there that work there about characters like Vader, um, they will tell you that it's been many years since anybody has seen Vader, that Vader's been alive, um, because the setting – of Galaxy's Edge is in the current universe, not in the old universe. So you'll not, you will not see Vader there. You will not see classic Stormtroopers, only First Order. In addition, um, I did go to the Droid Depot. We built a couple of droids. We built one uh, Astromech R unit, and I will not say R2 unit, because you can also build R5s, 
and our fours, I think. Um, and we built a BB unit. Um, I did specifically build an R2 style unit, and young Frodo built a BB8 style unit. Um, both of those are really amazing. I got the scoundrel personality chip, uh, and young Frodo got the uh, first order. Uh, not first order, I'm sorry, got the resistance personality chip, so that was pretty cool. I was a little underwhelmed by the merch available there outside of the big ticket items, outside of the saber and the droid. A lot of it was apparel, um, I don't know, Jedi robes and T-shirts and sweatshirts and shit like that, a lot of replica stuff, nothing great. The holocrons were pretty cool but pretty expensive. The kyber crystals were pretty cool, and they interact with the holocrons, but they were fetching 15 bucks a piece. Um, also, kind of pricey, and considering what you pay for the other stuff that you get while you're there, it really just didn't appeal to me, but um, it was an awesome experience. If you haven't been, you need to go. Uh, I did not get to ride Rise of the Resistance because, unfortunately, um, it was not open when I got there. It was opening the day after I left, and so uh, I missed that. Um, I was hoping that maybe through some luck I would go in during the preview the day before, but it was strictly blacked out with media the day before, and it was really hard to get anywhere near that ride. The rest of Galaxy's Edge was open, but the area near that ride specifically was very hard to get to, so that unfortunately was just not going to happen. But, um, again, awesome experience. Definitely someplace everybody has to go. There's a lot of potential for where they can go in the future, and I think that um, it will grow and there'll be a lot more going on. But, um, yeah, oh, on Smuggler's Run, by the way, shortest queue Disney has ever built, never a line longer than 60 minutes, frequently less than 60 minutes. And while you're on the queue, there are some amazing things, quite possibly the best animatronic I've ever seen Disney do ever was there, which I thought was fantastic. And there are some things to look out for, like the ten hidden porgs nests built randomly throughout the queue, including on the Falcon itself, once you get on the Falcon. I only spotted three, so um, but I know there were ten. So if you ride, keep an eye out for those things. Uh, all right, guys, have a great one. I will talk to everybody soon in Keystep Land. Peace out. And we are back with episode... 569 of Geeks of TNG, the one we're calling Nice. Nice. You just heard a lovely voicemail and a lovely commercial. But, uh, Sandwich, why don't you get the uh, the sponsorship out of the way right now? All right. So you each heard our lovely sponsors over at buildxwing.com. That is the only 118 scale X-Wing on the market, which is perfect for your three and three-quarter minis. And this piece is a great piece for uh, your collector your collector and diorama guys out there who like to have everything in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. And it comes with things that you didn't even know you needed, like the little bomb thing in the bottom. The X-Wing. Move over, Monty. Into attack position. <laughs> Monty. Move over, Monty. Oh, did you move too? <laughs> I should have shoved a little bit. <laughs> um, we like to highlight the deluxe edition every time on this show which comes with the many fantastic things as the working landing lights, uh, the little people mover. Uh, it has it comes with a static Luke in the deluxe edition, but 
we recommend you use your three and three quarter figure uh luke if you have one which i just found out about last week the size i'll try to remember that uh it also comes with a fabulous little magazine guide and a nice little binder to bind the all the magazines together that'll have a lot of fun facts and once you're done building this X-Wing piece by piece, you're really going to want to, you know, show it off. So sh maybe show it off with the figures. Like I said, maybe have the binder somewhere nearby so it could pull in everything that came with this X-Wing. And this is, like I say, every single time, one of those things you'll see at a convention and you'll say, wow, that's really beautiful. That's awesome. Hey, how much does this go for? You know, usually and the guy at the booth will say, oh, yeah, about X amount of monies. And you'll say, wow, I'll have to sell my whole soul for that. But uh, this is a wonderful monthly subscription that you could be a part of where it won't kill your wallet and you'll be happy that you got part of this. So if you want to find them online, they're at buildxwing.com or if you want to reach them on the telephones, their phone number is 877-544-6779. I'll, uh, I'll write the script this week, Monty. I think that was the best one yet. Good job, kid. Thanks. Good job. And we also had a lovely voicemail. The lovely yeah, OG. from OG. From from the G. It, you know, instead of showing up and doing 10 minutes at the beginning of the show telling us about this stuff. Hold on, oh, hold no, on, no. Hold on. In fairness, in fairness, he has a corner office. We're 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 like in the mailroom. We're simply peons. <laughs> Listen, you may be in the mailroom. I'm not in the mailroom. Yo, you were put in the corner. Someone put big well, look, someone put I'm baby in saying, the corner. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this. He doesn't want to show up after he goes to Galaxy's Edge. That's fine. But if he doesn't show up after Rise of Skywalker, I'm I'm gonna kick his ass. Listen, someone out there. Someone went to Disney and someone at least gave us a nice detailed voicemail about it. And they reached yeah. out to us well beforehand True. to make sure that, hey, maybe maybe my boys want something over there. So yeah. I mean like true you got to give him credit for doing that that's true absolutely oh hey Sam. other people have not done that this is true there are people who went to geekfully ahead of time and they were like hey you need anything would you like us would you like a facetime tour a skype tour yeah the world's fastest uh facetime tour yeah oh, it's boy. like i was it's like i was drunk and at geekfully everything was just a blur and then i passed out Yo, when you do come back and on a serious note, we do need to go to the Meadowlands Flea Market. Go, yeah, OG go. and I used to go every week for years. Yo, there's still some gems there, man. There are. It's true. There are. And we used to go over to, uh, we used to go to Fiori's mm -hmm. over in, uh, over in Hoboken. There, I think it was, uh, to get the wet mutts. To get the wet mutts. You gotta get the mutts. And then we went down to. Um, we went down to uh, what's that Japanese more Mitsua. Went down in Mitsua for lunch. Oh wow, I haven't heard of Mitsua in a long time. I don't know if it's still around. Oh yeah, oh yeah, still around. Yeah, I haven't been mm -hmm. there in years. Well, hopefully, yeah. if, hopefully, my if... favorite place that they had closed. My favorite kind of food booth. Was but it... they have other ones that are really? Good I know there. that Hibachi place next to it closed, but um... no, no, no. This is inside it. No, I know like, which you one know, you're the... talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you mean. Uh, well, hopefully, if I can go with uh, you and your girl, it's okay. Hopefully, I can tag along. Yeah, no, I'm sure Renee will be fine with it. Yeah, and we'll just send pictures. We'll just do a really fast FaceTime tour with Sandwich so he can... Yeah, that's it. That's so about. I would use my grown-up voice and say, slow down, you know. Ooh. Shots fired. Also an option. Cross country. You know, the guy wants to act like he couldn't just use his voice. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, you want to talk all the smack. Hey, let's move on Real to tough from uh, 6,000 miles away. Let's move up to, uh, on to today's product feature. Sandwich, what do you got there? What do you got there? So we got the, from the Mandalorian, the Heavy Infantry Mandalorian. I don't know. I thought he had an actual name. But it's the Heavy Infantry guy from Episode 3, I think he first was uh, shown. Yeah, so... There he is. Now he, so he's the heavy infantry guy. Now, there was a guy in the suit, but I think Favreau did the voice. Did he? I'm oh. reasonably sure that's what happened there. So the reason I wanted to talk about – now, I got that from Best Buy. I don't know if it's a Best Buy exclusive uh, or not, but I got it. I ordered it from Best Buy the moment it went on sale because I thought you know, it was a cool piece and – I'm doing Mandalorian, I think, in six inch. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing any is Best that, Buy is that logos. That dog in here. barking in the background. Yeah, but that that's not being picked up right now. I can hear it. Okay, but not on the microphones. So thank you for um, watching it. I ordered it. I ordered it right away, and the reason I wanted to get it in. Well, number one, it's a cool Hasbro uh, Black Series six inch figure, and uh, it, it's actually really, really extraordinarily well done, which is great. It is. But the reason I wanted to talk about it was because the turnaround time on this piece was fantastic. However, the thing that everyone is clamoring for, which would be the child or baby Yoda, as he is known, that merchandise is not coming until May. You know, or I can't remember if it's March or May. I think it's May. I want to say May. But yeah. even March, it doesn't even matter because March is still forever away as well. Yeah. So they knew enough in advance that people were going to want this Mandalorian character. And so they turned him around like, you know, or they at least put him in production and the reasoning they're giving is that they didn't want to spoil the um, sort of the surprise appearance of the the child character by releasing anything earlier. So while I kind of understand it, even though that character was in episode one, while I kind of understand it, I kind of don't at the same time because if they knew, you know, or, or if they knew that this Mandalorian character was going to be so huge, they they couldn't take a stab at the fact that the Yoda character, the baby Yoda, the child character might be as, you know, as uh, as desired. I, I, I feel really strange that this turns around really quick or that they had. I didn't see anything about a heavily armored Mandalorian. Now, here's where I stand. They kept this under wraps until he appeared in episode three. So why couldn't they have kept the Baby Yoda stuff under wraps until episode one? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, here's the thing. Here's where I stand. I think it totally makes sense what Disney did in terms of the child, Baby Yoda, Baby Kevin, whatever you want to call it, the damn thing. I think it totally makes sense because once that hit the scene, anybody who thought about or was who was thinking about not getting Disney Plus or was on the fence, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I need to check it. I need to check this out. They did. They sacrificed the toys so they can try to get their platform out from people. Whether it's buying the year service right away, right, 
or right. or just going month by month. Because if just enough people, let's say people didn't even know about, really didn't know about Disney Plus beforehand until they heard about Baby Yoda. Right. Maybe they got tempted and they're like, ah, what the fuck? Just throw down the whatever it was, $65, $75, whatever the hell it was, for the service. I just think. So it balances out, I think. I just think that since the character was going to appear in episode one, it just seems like they had no forethought that this character might be huge. I mean, and Baby Yoda's crossed over. They totally you know, thought. They totally thought this was good. They knew this was going to be big. There's, it's and the same way, same way that, as Baby Groot. Same way as Baby Groot. It's the exact same if thing. They, if they knew that, though, Monty, they should have been prepared for the fact that merchandise was going to be wanted and that the merchandise should be available for the holiday season. But if That's they were able, I know, I know, I get what you're saying, but I think they're making up for it with the Disney Plus subscriptions. Well, okay. That's where mm. I think they're making up for, it, and they, it was worth taking the hit so they can get people to even try out Disney Plus for at least a month. I I think there was no way that people were not going to check out Disney Plus, and I don't think Baby Yoda is a is a factor in people choosing to give it a try. What I think is that is that they dropped the ball assuming that it was somehow going to leak out before the first episode. Um, but what I don't understand is the turnaround time for the man for any action figure. There's a good deal of time. And so <clears throat> if that was the case, oh, pardon me. <clears throat> if that was the case, they had enough time to not only introduce the character, but then have the merchandise available for the holiday season. Why didn't they do it? I think there's two rules of thought here. So, and honestly, it's, we're not going to know until we have, if Disney by any, any chance happens to release the Disney plus subscriber numbers for the first, you know, for the year to day from whenever they, you know, from when they launched, what was it? November 5th ish. Something like that. Something like that till 12th till, Till January first, if we can get that block of time, we'll see if it was absolutely you know how worth it it was for them. But until then, we're not going to know. It just seems an odd. It just again, it just seems an odd thing to me that you know this character is hitting on all cylinders, but we saw that heavily armored Mandalorian in one episode. Maybe he'll be back. We don't know, but. That turned around, and it's not only out, but it's available in, in people's hands before Christmas. But Baby Yoda stuff, we're not going to see until March or May. I can't remember which it is. March or May, mm -hmm. you know, which t is either the first or second quarter after the character has been exposed. What I'm saying is, you know, th they had to know that this character was going to be special and liked and all that thing. And all that jazz. And if that was the case, why on earth would they not put stuff into circulation right after episode one? Well, time will tell, sir. That's all we can do right now. So I guess. Um, Speaking so, of which, are you guys caught up on The Mandalorian? I am one episode behind right I now. I am caught up. Yeah, good good episode. Can't say much about it, but we can say it was a good episode. We can talk about episode four if we want to do a quick little... Uh... You know what my tiny little gripe is about Mandalorian? Is that I love how they introduce a lot of cool, interesting characters for one episode, and then they're never brought up again. That you know of. 
so far. You know, I, there's been like the only two char- three characters, I guess, that have like crossed over multiple episodes are uh, Carl Weathers' character, the Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda. Everyone else, I feel like, has been like one episode kind of knockoff characters, and I feel like well, that one that one little guy who's voiced by Nick Nolte, yeah, the one that says I have spoken. I can't remember his name. He was in a couple of episodes, and I have a feeling we haven't seen the end of him. We definitely have mm-hmm. not seen the end of uh, what's her name? Is it Gina Torres, um, the one who played? Um, the, I the can't retired, remember. Uh... Yeah, that one. Yeah, the, her. There's that character. I I haven't. I'm sure we haven't seen the end of that character, um, and other things as well. The one thing that I wanted to talk about from, I guess it's. I guess it's okay for us to talk about this episode. It was the one with the walker in it. Yeah, episode four. It's two weeks ago. Yeah. So the why were they good. treating? They were treating the walker like a living thing, rather than you know. I thought that too. <laughs> rather than it being there's guys in there who are driving it, you know. And I guess they kind of did because you know they kind of went when they finally toppled it. I guess they tossed something in it to kind of blow it up. But they presented it kind of like it was a living thing, not that it was a vehicle that had people in it. So I thought that was interesting. But, I mean, I guess they kind of towed the line between it being, you know, like a sort of sentient thing rather than it being a vehicle with people in it. So I don't know. It was. I thought it was interesting the way that they handled it. I mean, they kind of covered their own butts there a little, but I think they went almost a little too far into it being just sort of this living thing. So for sure. Um I think I'm hearing the wrap up music, guys. Are you hearing the wrap up music right now? The gentle melody. But we didn't talk up? about but we didn't talk about Rick and Morty. I'm behind on Rick and Morty right now. Well, we can do so that. So let's can, let's we, do that next week. Yeah. We can talk about the heist episode because it's, it's a week out. So you son of a bitch. I thought it was brilliant. It was good. That I did brilliant say. episode. The heist episode was brilliant. I mean, it's Rick and Morty, so yeah, it's it's good. It's a send up of those of the Ocean's Eleven movies mm-hmm. in a way that they've never been sent up before. Really, really funny. They are. I mean, it's it, it's Rick and Morty. I mean, it's just it's quality stuff, time after time. So I True. my thing about Rick and Morty, I think we talked about when the first episode came out, is that I'm still kind of upset. There's no like continuity between episodes where it's kind of just like one-off adventures at least they're good episodes so i'm not going to complain but i do kind of miss that uh that could change all of a sudden there could be one episode where they go back to each one each adventure maybe and and by the way the one that just premiered is the end of the season so i hope you enjoyed it because that's it that's all (laughs) no i thought that was episode four i thought they were doing five they're doing five yeah that was four the dragon is the fifth one no they did is it? Alright. You look that up. I'm gonna just start doing the wrap up for us if that's okay. So you can catch us each and okay, every Okay, OG. No need to rush us out. I'm not rushing. You gotta, I just, you gotta go pick I, up your kid. Maybe I do. Maybe there's someone at the house who wants to come in and say hi to you. I don't know, maybe. Sure. Yeah. So you catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. Make sure you check us out at geekstufftng over at the Facebook page. Uh, Sandwich, did you set up the Geek Stuff TNG Instagrams? I do. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell to do with it. 
I will figure that out. All right, you week. are taking some major steps right there. So thank you right now for your contribution. I appreciate that. And uh, Kev, it was episode four. I lost their. Was it four? It was four. They did. What? They made a joke about the season finale in it. Are we only getting four then, or will we get another one? I don't know, but that's weird. All right, go on. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. This is true. Uh, you can catch me online, social media as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, over at Twitter, over at Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and um, Google Play. Big Kev. You can find me uh, on the Xbox One network as Big Kev GS, where myself, Cousin Dave, E-Rock, uh, J-Ham, and um, uh, what's his name? Fat Dumbledore. Occasionally special guest stars in our adventures to bring law and order to a lawless West. And everywhere else you can find me on BK Geek Stuff. And Sandwich. You can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M. B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Super duper. Huzzah. And with that, Big Cap. With that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Sandwich, I'm going to handle this one tonight. You, you, uh, are you going to handle the title uh, correctly? I'm, I'm going to handle the, the going out. Uh, we, we didn't mention this, but, you know, uh, I'll say it now. The show actually lost a friend uh, the other day. Um, and, uh, I wanted to say something about it and I didn't see any appropriate spot for us to say this, but, uh, so I'll say it now, uh, we will miss with, uh, with all of our hearts, we will miss Carol Spinney, uh, a friend of this program, uh, who portrayed the characters of Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street for the entire, well, until he retired a year or two ago. Um, and, uh, he, he was a good friend and he was an excellent, uh, an excellent man who, uh, invited us to Sesame street and some other things. And, uh, he will be sorely missed. He was a very nice guy and he's very good to me and, and others. And so I just wanted to say that we'll miss him. So good night, Carol Spinney, wherever you are. been dreaming of a rainbow I can follow to that old familiar place I long to see friendly faces a smile to greet me or just a simple Hello, how are you? Oh, without them, I'm so blue. There's only one thing that will do to make this heartache end to be back.
sure looks sad. He sure does. I'll never lose my dreams, even though this time it seems like I'm such a long way from any rainbows that might keep my dreams from fading well no wonder i'm so blue there's only one thing that will do to make this heartache end to be Oh, I'll come to you.